0: What's up, guys? Welcome to Finding Faith and Family, a podcast centered around journeys to faith, all things family, parenting, the good and the bad, marriage, but most importantly, a community of uplifting, Jesus-loving people. Life is so much more abundant when we do it together. My heart for this podcast is to reach people far from God and show them that no matter how far away you are, He still loves you anyway, and it's never too late. I love to talk about the hard stuff that most avoid, and I believe... Everyone has a story to tell, whether that's their fall from grace, marriage highs and lows, epic parenting fails and wins, and managing relationships with healthy boundaries. I'm here to share it all. Thank you so much for listening, and let's get started. All righty. Hello, guys. I'm here with my best friend, Steph. She's here for my first ever interview podcast. Stephanie is literally the reason that I started going back to church a year ago, so it's only fitting that she's the one that's here with me today doing this podcast. You want to introduce
1: yourself? Yeah, thanks for having me. My name is Stephanie. Um, I live in Arizona with my two kids and husband. We go to Generation Church in Mesa, Arizona, the main campus, and I am happy to be here.
0: Yep, literally the best church. We have the best church. So to get started here, we're gonna get a little background on your faith. I know that you grew up in like a Christian private school, so you have a foundation already there. Just Mm -hmm. walk me through kind of what it was like growing up in a Christian private school.
1: You know, it was very different because I went there from kindergarten through senior in high school. So I didn't know any different at the time. We did know that it was a smaller school, and we didn't really have any friends outside of our private school. So we were really more of a family than an actual school. Right. We graduated with, I think, 100 people in my senior class, so it was very small. And I feel like it was a great experience, and I'm so thankful that my parents were able to send us there. And, you know, there are a lot of good memories in just the foundation of my Christianity and my faith starting that young, Mm -hmm. but I didn't really find my relationship with Jesus until later on in life. I felt the sheltered environment that we lived in kind of did a disservice to me a little bit just because I'd lacked a lot of, you know, world life experience. And I was really taken off guard when I went to college later on in life and, started experiencing those things at a lot later of an age than some kids get introduced to them later on. And knowing how to navigate those things was a little bit difficult for me. So I had some rough times, but then great times and everything happens according to his will. So it was good.
0: Well, I know that you and I throughout our friendship, I've always kind of bounced off wanting to send James to a private school. And I feel like you've always been a little hesitant to that because Mm -hmm. I feel like you have a background of growing up in a private school Mm -hmm. and you're kind of coming now that I get to know this story a little bit more it almost sounds like you're coming from a place of like I understand what you're trying to do but Mm -hmm. I almost feel like it's a disservice because you could be sheltering him a little bit from Mm -hmm. the world and you know my reasoning for wanting him at a private Mm -hmm. school because of the shootings and the things they are exposed to yeah but I also feel like you're an advocate for it all the conversations start at home we Mm -hmm. need to be teaching from home make sure we have a good foundation with Christ at the center at Mm -hmm. home And making sure we're having those conversations here. And do you kind of feel like that's why you don't want your two to go to a private school is your experience?
1: Well, you know, like you said, I'm a very big advocate for family is the most important. And that's where your relationship with Christ starts. Mm -hmm. And that's where that foundational growth begins. Mm -hmm. I feel like, you know, growing up being aware of how to navigate issues and having a biblical worldview is so important because we can't keep our kids safe forever. Right. At, at some point, they're going to have to move on and grow and have a family of their own and start life. And hopefully those foundations that you've created will help them navigate those. Right. Um, you know, Jesus has a will for all of us. And I was listening to a sermon the other day that was talking about how we are supposed to be stewards and sending our children out in the world like arrows that's in psalms it talks about having a quiver and you send your children out like arrows they're not supposed to be flowers they're not supposed to be some gentle you know creatures butterflies things like that Mm -hmm. they're supposed to be arrows because they're supposed to be unafraid and they're supposed to be fierce and to fight for their faith and to take down you know evildoers and the evil things of this world Mm -hmm. and they can't do that if they're afraid or if they don't know how to fight the battles. Wow. And so teaching them those things throughout their childhood, when you're there to help them through it, I think is so important. Because once they get older and they leave, you're not there as often as you maybe want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but we can't protect our kids from everything. And that's, you know, that's God's God's
0: job. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh my gosh, that just gave me chills. <laughs> um, speaking of navigating, I mean, you've said it a couple times that send them out as arrows and not as flowers. Mm-hmm. How do you navigate raising two kids that are now in school? I mean, your oldest is going to third grade. Your youngest mm-hmm. is going into what, kindergarten mm-hmm. now? So how are you and Nick navigating the crazy world we're living in right now? And you know what I'm talking about.
1: Yeah, you know, it's, really, it's scary and it's hard. And I always come back to that our children were born in such a time as this. You know, they were born for this time. God's will, you know, put them here at this time to mm-hmm. navigate this world in right. that we live in. And the Bible is so relevant today as it was back then, and there was always hard things. There was always wars wow. and battles and struggles. There was struggles with homosexuality. There were struggles with, you know, Mm evildoers, all of those things existed in the Bible as they do now. And as far as navigating public school with the kids, we do our best to explain things from a biblical worldview and not just say, you shouldn't do that because the Bible says so. Or you shouldn't do that because that's not what God would want you to do. And we try to give them a foundation and an explanation from a biblical worldview as an example of why they shouldn't do something and what the results would be if they make the decision to do something that's not good versus if they make the choice that, you know, the what would Jesus do argument that we grew up with, do you know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? Yeah. <laughs> the exactly. what would Jesus do? And they always have a choice and we really stress on them that there's always a free will and that's what God gives us is a free will to do, you know, to make those choices. Yeah. And we want them to make the right choices that will bless them and not hurt them. And yeah. we want to be able to shape their decision making throughout childhood mm-hmm. to make choices that will bless them and help them grow and have good benefit to their life, yeah. and not hurt them or cause them unnecessary, you know, harm.
0: Did anyone ever tell you you should be a psychologist? <laughs> no. You are like the best <laughs> advice giver on the planet. No. This is why I go to you with all of my all of my big things. Um, so something throughout my research getting started with this podcast was navigating friendship with people who don't walk in faith Mm -hmm. now being someone who obviously i'm a newer christian Mm -hmm. i've not always walked in faith i've had a foundation but i've not always lived a life as a christian Mm -hmm. how and i think this is going to help a lot of people how do you personally if at all navigate those friendships with people that you know absolutely don't walk in faith
1: Yeah, that's a really good question. So I feel like a lot of us, especially moms, especially Mm -hmm. ones who work or stay at home, we struggle nowadays with social media and things on friendships and what the expectations are. Um, I try to think of things as far as seasons go. You know growing up you have a best friend in elementary school, and you're you're thinking, we're going to be friends forever. Mm -hmm. And then you grow apart as you get to middle school or high school. You move friendships grow, people change, then you go to college, you don't have a lot of the same friendships you did in high school, you know, and then getting married, you don't have a lot of the single friends that you had, because now you're married, and then you have kids, and so you tend to have friendships with kids, so everything in its own season, and it's the same with navigating your faith, is some of your friendships might end in, without people who don't have the same faith or beliefs as you, and that's okay, That means it leaves room for cultivating new relationships and people who have the same beliefs as you. And it's just up to us to put in the work and the effort to get out and take those opportunities when they arise. Getting involved in your local church, getting involved in groups, getting Mm -hmm. out of your comfort zone. and. Saying hello to someone you might not have normally just gone out and talked to. Right. Everyone is nervous, you know, behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nobody wants to just say, "Hey, be my best friend." Hey, <laughs> can you come and talk to me? Everyone, yeah. everyone's afraid. And I feel with social media and all the electronics we have, you know, social interactions are a little bit awkward and a little bit, you yeah. know, nerve wracking for most people nowadays. Yeah. And in order to cultivate new relationships when you do have a new faith, it all starts with your relationship with Jesus and growing in confidence with him and building that foundational relationship. Everything else is bonus, right? Yeah. And so your best friend should be with Jesus. Mm -hmm. And then if you're married, obviously the next, closest relationship you have should be with your spouse absolutely and then everything else is either really good friends or acquaintances Mm -hmm. and knowing your foundation in your friendship with jesus and with your spouse it alleviates a lot of the hurt and the worry and all of the pressure and everything else because i just see it as bonus 100
0: percent. i agree completely that kind of brings me to like the thought process which is the, the next question i have for you is that there's Recently, I've been struggling with this with a certain friend group. Now that I'm not a big partier, you know, I'd love a glass of wine Uh here and there, but I'm not going out and partying till two o'clock in the morning. Uh I have a family. That's my priority. But uh, there's this huge stigma when you walk in faith and you declare your faith publicly Uh that you're no longer fun and people don't want to contact you to go to birthday parties and Uh go do these fun things because, oh, she's a Christian. And I just don't feel like that. I feel like that's a really hard thing for me to swallow because I'm so social and Mm -hmm. I was a huge social drinker. So trying to navigate that right now has been my biggest, biggest issue. And I know that I go to you for all advice. So basically as if you and I are just sitting here together, what (laughs) advice do you give me for that as far as kind of handling, letting go of that situation and being okay with it?
1: Yeah. You know, that is really hard because especially if you grew up with having those important relationships in your life and totally starting something new that hurt can take a little bit of time to heal from Mm -hmm. so the way that i would advise you for something like that is inviting them to some of your activities hosting them over here having family barbecues inviting them over for different things inviting them to a church outing A lot of times they might say no, and that's okay. Invitations are not obligations, and you can love them no matter what. So... If they invite you out to certain things that you're not comfortable with, or that's not your lifestyle anymore, just say, Hey, I'm not comfortable doing that. That's not really, you know, my priority right now, but I would love if you would come to this event, or I would love if you would come over just to have dinner with us and the family tomorrow, Mm -hmm. just come and enjoy some time over. And then you can witness to them. And people notice when you have the joy of the Lord and, and you don't worried about certain things that you used to worry about. Right. If it doesn't bother you, you know, in certain ways that it used to. And just growing in that way and shifting your focus from what is really important and what you want to cultivate and grow. And if if you don't want to go out and do the things they're doing, become the host yourself, invite them over and do those different activities because that's okay too. Mm -hmm. Um, just create new experiences for those friends and maybe you'll bring them along the ride with you.
0: Yeah. That's so good. That's really great advice. I feel like that has been, that's been my biggest struggle. And even with family members, where I feel like I haven't been very open and honest about how far my faith has brought me. Mm-hmm. Um, my sister, who is literally my ride or die, she's my best friend. She helped raise me. Mm-hmm. Uh, her and I had a very vulnerable conversation, and she was like, I didn't know this whole side of your life. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize, you know, I knew you were going to church, but she basically was like, I feel like I didn't know all this about you, and mm-hmm. it kind of made me feel convicted a little bit. That I've not been hiding, but I haven't people, you know, my sister isn't someone who openly goes to church all the time. Um, so I haven't really brought her into this part of my life very much, and which has caused a little bit from her, I didn't realize this until recently, that's kind of divided us a little bit. Mm-hmm. And that's the last thing that I would ever want because she's literally my heart. So navigating that is starting to become a struggle and that's something that I feel like I'm... I'm really navigating at the moment. Yeah, I totally understand
1: that. And, you know, just reaching out and the more you grow in confidence with your relationship with the Lord, right, Mm -hmm. it will make you want to share it with people and that light will spread and people will see that out of you and just expressing to her your joy and your love Mm -hmm. and just talking to her and loving her no matter what. Because Jesus calls us to love people, sinners and Christians alike, Mm -hmm. and we can love people even if they don't, you know, have a faith as strong Mm -hmm. as yours or don't know Jesus at all. That's why having that light is a good witness to people and sheltering that light or putting a cover over it Mm -hmm. keeps it from spreading. And that, that loops back to keeping kids at home versus public schools and, you that's know true. sharing their light in this world because the world's very dark. Yeah. And it's more important than ever to share that light with people that you care about especially. Mm-hmm. Maybe not the world, but maybe the world starts with your sister yeah. or a really close friend that you really want to mm-hmm. bring into the relationship with Jesus because she doesn't know what she's missing.
0: Right. Yeah, that's true. You know, there's such a fine line between you know like with my husband I talked about on my my first episode that I published for many, many, many months you would sit with me at church during a sermon and I would literally cry because he wasn't there with me and that I had mm-hmm. prayed so hard over that and then recently he got baptized. Mm-hmm. So God really just moved in my world, but I mm-hmm. wasn't forceful with it. I right. let it bloom organically because I knew if I forced him to it, it was gonna be resentment. Right. And that's such a fine line where yes I'm going to be open and say I love Jesus and I'll mm-hmm. shout it from the rooftops and mm-hmm. I'm going to keep going to church and gonna keep making my podcast but I'm not going to be like you can't be in my life right you don't follow God because that's not what we're here for we're here to be like you said a light Mm -hmm. and people are drawn to light people Mm -hmm. are unfortunately can also be drawn to darkness but I feel like our purpose as Christians is really to just be a light in someone's world that might feel like they've fallen into darkness and that's really the heart behind this podcast and I want to kind of go back a little bit because earlier you had said that, um, they notice that people that have a really great religion or I'm sorry, relationship with Christ, they Mm -hmm. just seem lighter and less anxious Mm -hmm. and happy. And you lately, I mean, you're trying to sell your house (laughs) and buy a new house and you went to a polycon and you're doing all (laughs) these things and still rocking it as a mom of two. And I've noticed lately, Mm -hmm. you're not anxious. You're not like, you're you're not like, I don't know how I'm going to get all this done. I have so many things to get done with my work life. I have so many school events. I have volleyball. You are rocking life. And I noticed that (laughs) you're just not anxious. And I'm sitting here going, how? (laughs) If I were her, I'd literally feel like run over by a truck. So I really think it didn't dawn on me until just now. It's just because that just shows more growth in your relationship with God. You're just like, here you go.
1: You're going to take care of it.
0: I know that no matter what I do, you're going to be here and you're just not anxious about it. And I think that's really great.
1: Yeah. You know, there is a, there is a line between, stress, anxiety, and exhaustion, and I know I definitely have felt tired, but, you know, God calls on us to be anxious for nothing, but yeah. in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving to let our requests be new known. And I've been just really letting all of my cares and my anxieties be on the Lord and just trusting his will will happen because everything that we stress about, everything we worry about is all of this world and God has overcome the world. Mm -hmm. And I try my best to just take each day at a time Mm -hmm. because at the end of the day, none of that really matters as Mm -hmm. much as your faith, Mm -hmm. your children, your family, getting them to heaven when they go, because this world is not forever. You know, lay up your treasures in heaven because yeah. that's where your heart will be. Yeah. And I actually listened to this audiobook by Max Lucado called Be Anxious for Nothing. And he talks about in that book praying specific prayers about yes. what you need and yeah. how important that can be. And he talks yeah. about the parable when or when Jesus heals the blind man mm-hmm. and he has the blind man come up to him and asks him. What do you want me to do for you? And you would think Jesus knows this man is blind. Yeah. Jesus knows this man's heart. He can read his mind if he wanted to, but he wants him to verbally express to him exactly what he wants from him. Right. He asks him, I want to see. And so Jesus says, you know, heals him and gives him sight. But he made him verbally express what he needed. And that's where, you know, specific prayers are so important because Mm -hmm. Whether or not Jesus always knows our heart and he knows what we need, mm-hmm. sometimes it's important for us to acknowledge what we need to him. Mm-hmm. So it's a bigger miracle when he does it for us. Absolutely. And acknowledging it in relationship with him is so important because we're asking him verbally for
0: help. Right. That's, that's so good. Jeez, um, I'm like blown away by that response. I don't know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is a good one. Basically, my heart for this podcast, as we know, is I was so far from God, and one invite to church brought me and my entire family. I mean, one invite, and at first I was like, oh, we're not (laughs) churchgoers, like, I didn't know Christ, (laughs) but this isn't for me. One invite, and now we pray every night before bed, and my kids have a relationship with Jesus that I'm almost positive is like stronger than mine at the moment, Mm -hmm. which is incredible. But Let's say I have a friend who is very interested in going to church, Mm -hmm. but her husband is kind of like Jimmy was, Mm -hmm. has a very skewed view of church. And Mm -hmm. I told her time and time again, you can be the example. Mm -hmm. You can be the one to set the example. Now, I know Pastor Ryan talks heavily about being the man of the house and leading Mm -hmm. the home and you follow your husband. But kind of in my situation and her situation, do you agree that the best thing to do would just be you have to take that leap of faith and then hopefully God will speak to his heart and make him the leader of the home. And, you know,
1: you know, that's really difficult. Church hurt is a really hard thing to navigate Yeah, because there are evildoers in every area, right? There are bad people in any church. There are bad people in schools, private, public, or homeschool. There can be bad people, Uh you know, so navigating that trauma and that hurt, you know might take counseling and stuff later on in life but as far as inviting her and her comfortability Mm -hmm. her most important relationship whether or not following her husband whether or not her kids is Mm -hmm. her relationship with god yeah and inviting her to church and growing in her relationship with god is the most important thing and if her husband keeps her from that that's not biblical either
0: Right,
1: And so, yes, men should lead the family and men should be the examples of faith. But some cases that that isn't the case. Look at you, for example, and my husband in the past. Yeah. You know, growing in those ways, your first and foremost, most important relationship is with Jesus. Yeah. And everything else can follow. And as she grows in strength, people notice. Mm -hmm. You know Jimmy noticed when you started going. You started changing because you were getting better. And you were praying and attending Mm -hmm. church regularly. And he saw the joy that it brought to your life. And he said, I want that too. And then he started going. The kids started going regularly. And Mm -hmm. then you've been flourishing as a family. And a lot of times that can happen. Mm -hmm. And I would just encourage her to work on her, her faith. And her relationship with the Lord personally and not even worry about anybody else's because it is important for her to do that and to grow. And God hears your prayers and she can pray for her husband every day and not pressure him into doing it. And. You know, whatever God's will is will be done, but Mm -hmm. it's in God's timing. It's not in hers. It's not in his. It's not in anybody else's. Right. And it's in his timing. And sometimes he makes us wait. Right. Sometimes it takes a little bit longer than we would like, Mm -hmm. but he's working behind the scenes in the meantime. He's working on her heart, on her patience, on her growth, and growing with her while he's working on softening her husband's heart. And so that's where I would just encourage her to grow in her own faith, and to be that in, uh, that light for everyone around her.
0: I basically told her what where I started was, yes, I went to church. But what I haven't really said to anybody was the night, that Saturday night before our first day at church, it all started with prayer. You know, I I didn't want to walk into church and sit amongst the rest of the congregation and be like, I've not prayed in five years. You know, I've said prayers, but not specific prayers. Not prayers for my family necessarily just like oh god please let this pregnancy be viable you know mm-hmm. god please help our finances this month but it wasn't really like it was kind of a selfish prayer it wasn't mm-hmm. a, a prayer about a relationship with him it was conversation like, it wasn't a conversation you're right mm-hmm. yeah it wasn't a conversation it was just a real blanket please mm-hmm. god let this pregnancy go smooth like literally in labor god please don't make this hurt <laughs> <laughs> You know. so i've been i've been encouraging her pray Mm -hmm. because when you open that door the answers come flooding in Mm -hmm. it's so insane I was telling a couple friends that have asked me you know what made you start a podcast your sister specifically and I was like I prayed about it Mm -hmm. I've been wanting to do a podcast for as long as I can remember but every idea I came up with felt like I wouldn't bring any there was just nothing behind it it was blank The passion wasn't laid on your heart. Yes, there was no passion Mm -hmm. there. And I prayed really hard. And it wasn't 48 hours later that I woke up and I was like, I'm going to do a podcast about (laughs) my faith. And people are going to be like, who is this crazy girl from Northern California who literally used to drink in the bleachers at football games, now talking about being in this incredible relationship with God. Mm -hmm. And that's the point, is that you can be that far Mm -hmm. and be this close, seriously. So I'm Mm -hmm. really just, in this moment, being here with you and I know that you have had a past as well Mm -hmm. and just knowing that two women found each other Mm -hmm. and now we're best friends go to the same church get to raise our kids in the church Mm -hmm. is just the best feeling ever and at this point I just don't I can't see how it could get any better obviously there's always room for growth Oh, yeah. Always room for growth. I'm never going to stop learning. We can
1: never imagine God's plan. Right. God's plan is always greater than ours.
0: Absolutely. And
1: if you take those steps of faith in the direction that he pushes you, Mm -hmm. I think you'll be amazed at where he can take you.
0: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for being here. This was so fun. I cannot wait to do this again. This is not the last time you're going to be on this podcast. And next week, we're going to get to hear from my sister. So we'll see you guys then. Thank Thank you guys for being here.